0: Hello and welcome to Boxcutters episode 171. Get some silly putty, put it on our faces, watch them come off in your hand. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. Hello, listeners.
1: And to my right... Good evening, viewers. Took me about three seconds.
0: Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is a, a podcast all about television. Oh, television. Yes. Oh, that makes sense oh. now. Yep. Why didn't somebody say? I know. All about <laughs> television, and uh, and you may have uh, you may have read in the Green Guide uh, an article about us that didn't necessarily uh, say that we were about television, but we are. And, and also, uh, who
2: cares? Because it was a full page in the Green Guide. It was and front page of Livewire. Thank you, Cynthia Carina, for a fabulous bit of publicity. It was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I mean right. I mean, writing.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And, uh, and uh, you know, to, to any new listeners who come out of that, uh, welcome. It is all about television. We hope you're going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> in this week's show, we are going to talk about the new HBO series, The... Uh, the United States of Tara. Because you asked for it. Well, Emily asked for it. She did. Emily, uh, Emily, did ask for for it. Emily did actually ask for it. Yes. Yes. She sent in a list of shows that she wanted us to uh, uh, to, to talk it, about. It was a list of one. Yes, but it still. It was The U- United States of Tara. Still, it was Emily's list. That's true. Oh, it was Emily's and, list. <laughs> uh, we've got an I don't buy How it. How
1: ironic that three guys are talking about it then.
0: We also talk about the Bechdel test
1: a lot on this show. We-,
2: we are we are an oddly feminist show for three guys talking about telly. We also just, just as a weird aside, here we have an awful lot of female listeners, which is again considering that we're three blokes on a podcast talking about television. You would think that's the geekiest, like most male thing you could do, and yet lots of lovely ladies listen. And, and you even you even mention a lot of science fiction, John. I do. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to turn people off the show, but they still come back.
1: Are the new listeners gone yet?
2: We've got. Uh, <laughs> We've got uh, a, an episode of I Don't Buy
0: It, which is where we talk all about uh, commercials on television. Mm-hmm. We've got a Watch, which is...
1: The increasingly inappropriately
0: titled, titled segment. Yes, uh, which is about current affairs on television. And uh, we've got some letters, which, about, which are about uh, letters that people have written to us about television, or our show, or socks.
2: A lot of kitten-related uh, material recently. A y- lot of cat-related yeah. material. Whose, whose fault is that, <laughs> That would John? be mine. Uh we're going to finish it off with pork which
0: you know needs no introduction as always though we're going to kick things off with the box cutter's news. <laughs>
1: The Australian Communications and Media Authority has
0: determined
1: determined that a news broadcast on the Nine Network uh, on March 19, 2008 had racist overtones towards Aboriginal people. Uh, It was a story about the baby bonus for parents with gambling and addiction problems and gave undue emphasis to race in a number of ways. Can you please explain those ways before I get myself in trouble, Brett? Uh, uh, ACMA received a complaint. Oh, Uh, ACMA. We're all terrified of ACMA and its far-reaching... Received a complaint. So so for those just joining us, uh, the process that people have to go through is they have to write to whatever media organisation it is. And uh, the media organisation gets the opportunity to, uh, to address the complaint. And if it doesn't uh, get addressed that way, resolved that way, then they get to complain to ACMA. Um, so once it got to ACMA, they were complaining that it exhibited racist overtones by using the term deadbeat parents, directly follow- followed by footage of Aboriginal communities. Right um, Now, interestingly, this uh, this article doesn't uh, tell us This is off the AAP wire um, It's not specific about which capital city the story went to air in um, So I'm not sure if it's uh, Melbourne's 9 News or Sydney's 9 News or maybe It was probably Brisbane's racist in whichever state it went to air in though. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. it was But... Um, uh, d- d- there's 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 kind of just different uh, issues that we in Melbourne have to uh, those in Sydney and Brisbane and this, this, Alice Springs.
0: This confuses me a, a, a little bit, though, because uh, okay, they're, they're talking about deadbeat parents, and mm-hmm. then that term is too closely associated, time wise, with images of with Aboriginal the, people.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the, it goes on to say that the racist overtones included. Quote, using words conveying that Aboriginal people have drinking and gambling problems and treating Aboriginal people in the footage less sensitively than other parents featured in the item. Oh. Ah.
0: Yeah. Other parents, they mean white parents.
1: So, so maybe they had uh, kind, of, kind of anonymous uh, midriff shots of, of the white people, but uh, the, the full body with faces shots of the Aboriginal communities. I'm just speculating. I haven't seen the footage. I,
0: I haven't seen the footage either. I, I find this... So So what uh, What heinous punishment did ACMA yes, dole out?
1: Yes, fear ACMA. Um, the network has reviewed the breach finding and incorporated it into regular training for new stuff. <laughs> Ooh, ACMA, you scare us. So, um, Channel Nine have updated their training.
0: <laughs> um, also, while on I, l- on I love the idea of Channel Nine now having as part of their training. Now, this is too racist, but this is just, just racist, racist enough. enough.
2: <laughs> I think that is actually what the training's called: just racist <laughs> enough. And you look at news by Channel Nine. Um, also on Channel Nine, and it's 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 a fabulous, fabulous news uh, gathering. Um, they are facing a criminal. Um, uh, prosecution over a story from a current affair.
1: One of their reporters and a producer. Oh
2: So, yes. So, two people, you know, coincidentally <laughs> facing, yeah. Um, it's a current affair story that aired last year in May. Um, it's a little bit vague from this, this piece from The Australian what the report was actually about, but it appears to be that the reporter um, pretended to be uh, an accomplice of a hitman and tried to um, get a 71-year-old Sydney man to buy a murder from them. Uh, apparently that's illegal, and um, it's Fordham is the reporter, it's producer Andrew Byrne. Ben,
1: yep, Ben Fordham and Andrew Byrne, and they're producer. accused of
2: concealing a serious crime, but also face action for breaches of Listing Devices Act, along with the network, which is also in that one. Um, they claim that they stopped a murder. Although, since they were selling the murder in the first place, that <laughs> might have been easier to do than expected. Um, the New South Wales Police have said the story, uh, follows the story broadcast in May 2008 and the subsequent police investigation by Homicide Squad detectives. Um, they face
1: fines at up to two years jail. Now, there are, there are also issues about uh, having the hidden recording device. That
2: would be, through, yeah, yeah, the Listening case. Devices Act. That bit, the network can face a penalty of $55,000 mm-hmm. for, for that one. Um, and also, I think "Murderous Apprentice" is, is going to be a new reality show airing nice. later in the year. Nice. Yeah.
0: Now, it, it was confusing to me in the story. I, there are a lot of confusing stories for me today. It was confusing to me. It, did the uh, so the journalist actually said, "Hey, why don't we try to sell a murder to this guy uh, again?" Because I- because my understanding of of the story was the journalist buddied up to to this uh, to this uh, murderer for hire and then just went on a regular job interview with him.
2: Oh, actually no, I think you're right. Hang on, sorry. A 71-year-old Sydney man who was the subject of the report has also been charged with solicit to murder and two counts of recruiting a person to engage in criminal activity. So I think I think it basically we are we are seeing Sir Alan Sugar behind the big board and him going, I, I really want to be your accomplice." This is <laughs> This is the
0: first time in a long time that I remember a, a current affair Actually, doing some good undercover reporting. Some I mean, that's some actual investigative journalism. Some
2: actual investigative journalism, and it gets them into into trouble. They, now, they were probably just going to complain about the dodgy practices, you know, and it all it all boiled down to that same story going. But the murder was left half undone, <laughs> <laughs> and none of the money was ever returned. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it just get down to that with the yeah the murderer shouting at the cameras and pushing I, them away. I,
0: see that. It's just – that's so frustrating because they do the right thing and they get into trouble for it. But they do this uh, hidden camera stuff in supermarkets all the time and not one count of but unauthorized if, use of uh, private recording Can I, can I ask there
2: for your definition of do the right thing? I mean, you really think that they're, they're buddying up to a hitman and not – because well, the police were also saying they didn't actually report it to the police. That was the thing. They – they were following the story in order to broadcast it as a news story. Oh, What's the story in that if you don't get the hitman and and the person <laughs> wanting to hire the hitman face to face? Because I think that is the other big issue is that you know nine did find a crime but didn't actually tell anybody. Like they, were, they wanted to keep uh, it for their own. Yeah, so you know, so,
0: for, you know f- failure to report a crime, I can understand how that could get them into trouble. Yeah, that, I
2: think that's the bit that worries people most. <laughs> is the but, whole kind of yeah we knew there was going to be a murder we just didn't get around to telling you.
0: But at the same time, it's, it's an exciting story. It's a good exciting story. We don't see enough of that in Australia. Good, exciting stories where journalists go undercover, and and try. I'm serious. It's.
2: <laughs> I know that's what worries me. <laughs> that's why I'm looking away. In, in, I mean, sure,
0: sure, they maybe did it the wrong way, but uh- see what
1: they should do, as they do on all those uh, U.S. series that we're seeing with uh, Lie to Me and Eleventh uh, Hour, is to just use all the existing closed circuit uh, camera footage. Oh, that, that, that uh, is that is everybody- everywhere. It's everywhere. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, that,
0: that, that makes sense. Yeah, although the, it would be in black and white. Uh, in closed-circuit camera news, Jerry Seinfeld is going to return to television. Uh-huh. Uh, finally. Finally returning to television in something other than a stupid ad. And, uh, and
2: is it going to be a fabulous new scripted comedy show? Is that where you're going with this?
0: No, he's returning to television in a stupid reality television show. Uh, he's, uh, he's going to oversee the reality series... The marriage ref. I thought you said it wasn't scripted. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of scripted, I suppose. Like all reality, reality television. TV, yeah. Uh, according to uh, AFP, the series will feature celebrities, comedians, and sports stars offering advice to real-life couples
1: battling marital disputes. That's that's going to be fantastic. I want to see the episode of of that uh, where they get Mike Tyson into <laughs> <laughs> counsel the couple.
0: Uh, Seinfeld uh, apparently said This is not a therapy show It's a comedy show After nine years of marriage I've discovered that the comedic potential of this subject Is quite rich So Seinfeld, after nine years of marriage Finds out what so many stand-up comedians have known (laughs) Marriage Is an easy way to get jokes made Take
2: my wife, please Please. (laughs) I actually like this line from from, uh, E.T. Which was... um, that's Entertainment Tonight. Not, not The Alien. Yes. Some of the greatest comedies in the history of television have been around marriages, Silverman said. That's the That's NBC ben co-chair, Silverman. Ben Silverman. The concept is universal and accessible, and obviously it works so well when it comes from somebody with a point of view. And nobody has a stronger point of view on this subject. Than Jerry Seinfeld Because well, no one No one has a stronger view On marriage Than Jerry Seinfeld I, I
0: would think that The couple's in dispute No Jerry no. Seinfeld <laughs> so, so the couple's in dispute Not much opinion <laughs> nothing,
2: at all Nothing Yeah people who've spent Their entire lives Investigating Researching Writing None of them Jerry Seinfeld Right Yeah
1: Right Who supposed well, to be in, in quite a happy marriage
2: That's, uh, that's <laughs> well, you, you would hope so Wouldn't you
0: That's <laughs> either That's either going to be A very funny show Or a horrendous car crash Either way I say (laughs) Either way it's watchable Must watch viewing
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me go on some other Very quick bits of American news Um, The NCIS spin-off we mentioned before Has um, got Chris O'Donnell as the lead So that'll light up the screens That's Robin Uh, Yes, Chris O'Donnell Who, if you remember him from anything Will be from the ill-fated Batman and Robin movie in 1997 um, Who will be co-starring with LL Cool J So we will party (laughs) like it's 1999 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Quite literally. Um, also, The Simpsons has been picked up for two more seasons. Um, what,
0: what, what is the NCIS spinoff called? Uh,
2: I don't know if it actually has a name as yet. I think it's still at the moment just... Because it's going to air as, as two episodes of NCIS. That's right. It's 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 not a backdoor pilot. It's a kind of mid-door pilot. <laughs> I, I don't know what we call that. But it, it it will air as part of the show itself before being the full, spun off
0: uh, a la Kelly's kids and,
2: and Brady Bunch and, and things along those lines um, Yeah, Simpsons gets two more seasons which will bring it to 493 episodes in total if you're planning on watching that in one go please do plan ahead <laughs> and,
1: and do you think there's any likelihood at all that that's going to be the, uh, the last renewal that it gets being so close to 500 episodes uh, I, I imagine they're going to try and beat Gunsmoke,
2: which has 635 episodes, so that's still a few more years to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and Survivor seasons 19 and 20 confirmed as well, which surprised the hell out of me.
1: That's a US reality show, not the Not uh, the UK. terrible English. No, because that, yeah. that's Survivors. Yeah. Oh, yes, that
2: was plural. That, that, was, yeah, yeah. Su- that was Survivors. Just to uh, be clear. The, that, uh, that does have a second season as well. But now, you know. it's
1: a
0: spoiler alert, oh. 19 and 20 of Survivor are going to feature people left in a remote location, with a camera crew, split up into tribes.
2: <laughs> oh, look, you've ruined it for everyone now, Josh. Ruined it. Hey, I don't say who wins. Ruined it. Next, you'll be saying, oh, Jeff Probst hosts. He does! No! He does! <laughs> Get out! He, he
0: does. Oh, that's good. They should find a job for that guy. He's very good. I really like Jeff Probst. I think he does a very good job. <clears throat> Compare him to, uh, so, so Jeff Probst, who listeners might know as Survivor Phil. Compare him to uh, Caucasian Phil from The Amazing Race. And uh, and he's just getting grumpier and grumpier. I do
2: like Caucasian Phil, though, because I reckon he'll go mad and kill someone soon. He's got that crazy, dead-eyed killer look about him, which I, I quite enjoy. He, he does. And, and it's,
0: he, just, he, he hates being in... Oh, yeah, I'm in Moscow. I, I can think of nothing worse than being in Moscow right now, standing next to this guy in a funny hat, waiting for bogans, essentially, to, to come up and <laughs> greet me
2: just so I can tell them what number they are. Apparently, A World of Bogans was the original title, but it didn't work for the US oh, audience. nice, nice. Um, I, I did love, though, Jeff Probst also, his, his dad, his Kiwi dad, Pitt, turned up in the Auckland oh, yeah, episode, yeah. which was... yeah. Hi, Alfie's dad He's actually got Not a Jeff Probst. dad Not, Jeff, Not Jeff, Probst. Jeff Probst, sorry Caucasian, Caucasian Phil, Phil. Ah. Um, look Hi, look what
0: Phil's dad That's what he said
1: As, well, you, as if, you would if Jeff Probst is looking for a job uh, Perhaps uh, there's an opening at the ABC's uh, Chief of News He is king of the Segway he, He's so good That's so much better than my... In hidden camera news, because uh, John Cameron, who has been in the position at the ABC as chief of news, has uh, announced that he'll be resigning from the position uh, that he's been in for the last five years. Uh, he's announced that Mark Scott has been gracious enough to allow him to take long service leave and then come back and see what other other opportunities are around uh, the the government's instrument but it won't be chief of news. Did you say the government instrument? Yes. Is that really what it's called? It is a government
2: I- instrument. Okay. It like is a- it's a it's a trumpet for the government. <laughs> it
1: is.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the 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 what? <laughs> No, it's, no. it's the Senate's Glockenspiel. We got nothing there. Um, now now John, John Cameron would have been uh, responsible for bringing in the new news theme on the ABC uh, which some say isn't as good as the the previous one which was used for 20 years and uh would have also brought in the commercial type half-time break. So when you say would have you mean did? What? <laughs> I assume I assume that it was his uh, right. his doing. So we can't confirm to, it was his idea. It. No. Right. Uh, Listeners of... He has overseen those changes.
0: Listeners of early episodes of Box Cutters will remember the joy we took out of the mid-news highlight package. (laughs) We we really... Rode that ship a little bit too long. We did it for like 20 weeks. It was, it, it was a little bit ridiculous. Go back and listen to the early episodes.
2: Also, if you're a new listener, we also talked to Destination Moon, who wrote the theme tune for ABC2's Breakfast News, which presumably he was somehow involved with. Um, and you can hear them discuss how to write a theme tune for the news should you be planning to do that I was.
1: Home? I was just thinking there is so much backstory that these people have to catch up yeah, with. Yeah, you'll never yeah. catch up on Caucasian it. Caucasian Phil, what the hell is It's Josh like coming to neighbours 20 years through.
2: Um, other other news, just moving to some UK production news at the moment, actually all just, this now um, Phil Glenister news, really. Um, we reviewed Demons a few weeks back, and I think basically we could say that we set it on fire and then threw it away. And and yes, we, we were not very keen on <laughs> it at all. Apparently ITV's not going for a second season now because <laughs> Phil Glenister's said no, he's walked out rather than the TV oh, station, according I, to
1: this. Cause, cause, I misunderstood what you were saying before. I, I thought that you were saying that ITV have decided to have a second series because Philip Minister, no, but, no. Yeah. I, I, it sounds like they they were probably
2: going to do it, but he decided that he was dreadful. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I it's, mean, he actually listened to our review of it and went, "They're right. They're oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're right. right.
1: It's it's not a very good show. I've just um, been a fool to myself and a burden to others."
2: We, we should point out he played, played Gene Hunt in the original Life on Mars. Amazing actor, brilliant as Gene Hunt. You know, better than Harvey Kotel. and and but sadly not terribly good playing a Texan. <laughs> Um, and then also just connected to Life on Mars, Ashes to Ashes, which was the follow-on series from uh, Life on Mars. Yeah. Series two set of that 80s set in the eighties. Set in the eighties. Series two of that starts in April on UK television. And amongst the cameos that we're putting up are uh, uh, Roland Rat. If you remember Roland Rat, I was a big fan of him. And uh, the former head of Grange Hill, Mrs McCluskey. I,
0: I do remember Mrs McCluskey very well.
2: The two of them will turn up sending messages from uh, Keeley's daughter in two thousand and nine. Back to her stuck in nineteen
0: eighty two. I really, I, I need to try to get past episode three of that show because
2: I couldn't. It's quite good. I, I, I think it's good. It does. It does take a little bit of time to get going, but it's. It's yeah. Well, you mentioned
0: uh, ITV in that story, and in further complications to the whole Channel Four in the UK needing to merge with somebody else, and who is it going to be? Basically News. running out of money. They're they're running out of money. Uh,
1: now, now, Channel 4 is the BBC's commercial TV station. Well, it's the government's commercial. So it's a government-owned
0: commercial TV station. It
2: effectively gets money from the other stations, I believe. So the BBC and ITV both have to chuck up money in order to run Channel 4, which is run independently. That's not vomit money, but contribute. No, they have yes. to vomit, money. They have, they to have vomit to, money. they have to eat money, then throw it up. It's a weird English thing. It goes back to the Middle Ages. <laughs> That's not asked.
0: <laughs> they uh, they That's also why
2: they had those glass bottoms on the exactly on the... Yeah, exactly this, yeah. Yeah.
0: So this article comes from the Independent in the UK. Uh, British Telecom is apparently uh, looking like a likely candidate to merge with Channel Four. Wow. Uh, after the broadcaster chairman said he would welcome talks that could offer a solution to its one hundred and fifty million pound. Funding
1: shortfall. Can you imagine that? Imagine, imagine that, that transported to Australia and, and uh, Telstra having an entire TV channel.
0: I, I know. Holy imagine imagine f- Telstra having, having control of, uh, of
2: a large broadcaster. Imagine having channels that constantly made local content. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> no, no, but,
1: but like a, a large broadcaster that people watch. Oh, oh right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, as, as opposed to the uh, 20% of Australians
0: who have uh, Foxtel. Yeah. Uh, So, so uh, a BT spokesman said that uh, the company never comments on rumours and speculation, uh, but uh, independence uh, uh, says it's it's understood that uh, initial soundings were taken last year, then shelved after Channel Four expressed a a preference to merge with the BBC's commercial division, and in amongst all of that, ITV have lobbied the minister, uh, Lord Carter. Mm-hmm. The communications minister. Our, uh, our, our,
1: like our Conroy? Yeah. Conroy.
0: Cunnan. Uh, Alston. <laughs> they're all the same. All, all communications ministers are the same. Uh, so, ap- apparently, ITV lobbied uh, Lord Carter last month, saying that it wanted to merge itself with Channel 4 and Channel 5 to have a single terrestrial commercial channel. All under the one
2: name, presumably, or... (laughs) ITV45. That's just weird. That's just... Yeah, that's just odd. ITV described its
0: proposal as Blue Sky Thinking to produce (laughs) radical solutions to the problem of who provides sustainable competition to the BBC. Right, the the radical solution being nobody, apparently. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Nobody and everybody all at once.
2: That's very odd. Yeah. Um, kind of just on, on English news again, and this one's slightly sad. Well, it's quite sad. It's very sad. Um, Wendy Richard, who best known here for playing Miss Brahms and only being served, she died uh, only a few days ago at the age of 65, suffering from an aggressive terminal form of cancer. Um, she was also, in recent years, she played Pauline Fowler in EastEnders, if you're an EastEnders fan, between 1985 and 2006, and had been in various other things, including... Miss Marple, Dad Arm- Dad's Army, The Likely Lads, many, many, many shows. But I must admit, I as a child, I was particularly fond of Miss Brahms. I wanted to be her when I grew up. It didn't quite work out, but there you go. <laughs> Somehow I, I ended up being, you know, Mrs. Slocum. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> now I've got images of you in a pinafore
0: and high boots. That's what I do at home. Right. And that is
1: the box cutters News. Hi, this is Jim Shembury from The Age Newspaper, just telling you all to listen to box cutters if it's the last thing you do. Josh, Brett, and John are the most informed, entertaining, funniest guys you'll ever hear over a pod. I still don't know what podcasting is, but apparently if you go on to the ARPANET, you can, you can get it. The ARPANET. Oh, the internet! I'm sorry. That was the old word for it. Yes. Box cutters. Listen up. It's great.
0: Uh, Ah, You're such a fuddy-duddy, Jim Shembury What an old fuddy-duddy Not understanding the difference between Arpanet and Indrid I
1: I thought he was displaying his his historical knowledge I thought he was smoking a pipe His diverse and extensive knowledge He was
0: smoking a pipe like a fuddy-duddy Was he? Yeah
2: Did he have a velveteen smoking jacket?
0: Bless Jim We've got to get Jim Shembury back on this show at some stage uh, Because he's great You can just turn the mics on away he goes go and get dinner and come back and uh <laughs> it's fantastic United States of Tara uh is a, a new show that's on I, I believe HBO but I might be mistaken uh, I believe you're be- mistaken it's show Showtime Showtime uh they all look alike to me all those shows look alike to me. Uh, so, <laughs> United States of Tara uh, is on Showtime. Tony Collette plays Tara, who's a, a woman who suffers from multiple personality disorder or whatever it is that they've classified it as now. Yeah,
1: she does at one point say it's DID, not MPD. It yes. is, yeah. D- Dissociative
2: Identity Disorder, DID, is oh. the current jargon. It's to, the, Who came up with it? Dr. Seuss? But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, what's it about? Okay, so... Uh,
0: so she plays a, a, a woman who's, who suffers from DID, and uh, John Corbett, a.k.a. Chris in the Morning... Chris in the Morning. ...is AKA Max... A.k.a.
1: Aiden, if you're a lady and watched him on Sex in the City. Sh- sure, because men never watch that show. Uh, is, uh, no, it's just the ladies didn't watch normal exposure. Yes, they did.
0: Anyway, he plays Max, her extremely caring husband. They have two children, a promiscuous and attitude-filled 16-year-old daughter and an affected 14-year-old gay son. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> uh, it's uh, It comes from the mind of writer Diablo Cody, who is famous for winning the Oscar for Juno after having a career as a stripper.
2: Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. No, no, seriously, that is pretty much
0: it. Yeah. That's, that's what she's famous. she's famous for, having been a stripper and then written, winning written Juno and winning yeah, yes. the Oscar. Uh, I have to say this show has not grabbed me three episodes in. Yeah. I just, uh, I find it, I find it quite disassociative. Yeah. I just, I can't, uh, I disassociative, can't. Disassociative. Yes. Dissociative. No, disassociative. Yeah, that's how I find it. It's, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm oriented the, a different way. Are you? Are you? <laughs> don't, don't make me get Oh
2: my angriness
0: mm, They're going yeah.
2: linguistic again. I do apologize to the listener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it,
0: it, uh, I mean, t- Tony Collette pulls in some great performances here. Most notably, I think as Buck, uh, the male persona that uh, that Tara plays. What?
1: I just don't think they can do it. I, I thought she. Th- it's this thing about women playing men that with their, their slight bodies but kind of trying trying it on. Tracy Ullman Tracy Ullman trying to play male characters was what made me detest her. I can't stand Tracy Ullman anymore. It is fair though. Because it, of all the male characters that she tries to put on. It, she just doesn't But Buck is Buck is
2: a kind of you know parody of masculinity being played by a woman who does have a multiple personality disorder. So I think there is a yeah there is an element that she's not I don't think Buck's meant to be a convincing
1: Man. Oh well, there's, he, he there's gets into it. He beats but up the, the, the abusive yeah, but, boyfriend. Yeah, but, but, at, but we're, uh, not su-
2: no. we're not supposed to believe he's a man.
1: <laughs> you know, no. he,
2: he's more a collection of of male attributes and stereotypes in a way, rather than. There's actually one fascinating moment. It's so impassing, and I was really quite taken. Where um, before their daughter's ballet recital, I think it is, the mother turns into Buck, which yeah. is which is the worst you know personality to be able to take to a ballet recital. And he's going on about homos. And the son goes, well, maybe you're one. It's just really in passing. I was so taken by the idea that maybe Buck is, in fact, a latently gay male persona
1: of a straight woman. Well, in that scene <laughs> where Buck is watching the performance, is Ooh. it the son that says you're actually enjoying this? Yeah, and, and it is. And he's yeah. uncomfortable about enjoying it. Yeah. Because it's
2: so feminine I've got to say the same thing I actually um, I remember Brett and I had mentioned maybe covering this show and kind of went yeah maybe not and it was was actually because of Emily writing in that we, we had a look at it I liked it a lot more than I expected because I hated Juno and I actually expected to really 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 hate this show but it is weird that the, the problems I have with it keep going back to the premise like the premise has this problem that we 're meant to believe that she has this sort of serious medical condition which incidentally isn 't real. Um, I did quite a bit of, I did a bit of a reading about this um, dissociative identity disorder or multiple personality disorder it only exists in America, which effectively means it 's not real and the thought is that it's other forms of wait what well it 's other forms of, of mental you know, issues and, and, and mental health issues which apparently the, 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 the general belief is it's then the therapy to solve those issues ends up creating the multiple personality disorder. Apparently, it's a uh, belief that it's sort of the therapy itself causes these problems and implants these suggestions, and which it's mean, all to one side because the show, of course, wants to be a breezy show about multiple personality disorder. But then, then it wants us to seriously be concerned about you know Tara's issues, and I had a real problem going. So you're trying to tell me she's got a serious problem, but it's okay because we're meant to laugh at it because it's meant to be kind of funny. But it's a serious problem; we're meant to be concerned about. And I was like, "Well, which one is it?" And in that first so, episode, his sister actually—her sister—says it's not a real
1: condition, which I thought was kind
2: of interesting. They they threw that in there. Although but- I'm
1: not sure, I'm not sure that her character. Th- there is some talk about a trauma of some sort or abuse or, or something that she experienced mm-hmm. as a young girl, um, but. Uh, they don't seem to be implying that she'd had therapy and then had developed the DID.
2: Yeah, no, no, but I'm just saying that, that, that was just, um, that's kind of outside also, the show
1: itself. But reading about the, the conditions she's supposed to have was kind of, again... Yeah, also kind of kind of like with uh, Gavin and Stacey, I, I think that I have an issue about this being called a comedy.
0: I, I didn't think it was a comedy.
1: That's... Oh, I, I didn't think it was comedy either, but I did think it was
2: a... It was... It's it's certainly highly comedic. I mean, it's presented yeah. in, in a very light style. So then, when it goes, oh, but let's be concerned. You're going, but I don't believe this. I was I, I the problem. I kept coming back to was going. Well, if she really seriously has a medical condition that can be cured from being on medication, because the implication she's gone off gone off her medication recently, yep. which is why these. Separate identities are now resurfacing. But there's a reason for that,
1: because she's an artist, and being on the medication kind of dulls all all of her creativity. Yeah,
2: but being off the medication makes her dangerous to her kids. That's what I kept thinking. I don't know. I had a real worry about the fact that- I'm not sure
1: any of the personalities are dangerous. She's got three distinct personalities, four Mm -hmm. distinct personalities. So there's Tara, the actual person. There's Buck. There's T, who's a 16-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and, and a bit of a tearaway, and actually a bad influence on, on Tara's daughter. Um, and there's the 50s housewife, Oh, Tara. Alice.
2: She's actually my favourite. I thought she was a really interesting persona, because Alice is very straight-laced. She's apparently quite religious, but she's also an alcoholic. and She's a Stepford wife. Well, she, but she's also got a lot of darkness going on, but she's also the one who seems to be most uh, competent out of, out of all her identities, including Which is very forthright Tara. and
1: astute. Like where where she goes in and, and uh, faces Buster,
2: she actually fixes problems. Yes. Basically, she yeah. yeah, she actually solves things, which the other characters aren't terribly good. And looks fantastic away. in lingerie. She does. The, I mean, look, Tony Clout too. I think was fantastic in this. I think I, to yeah. me, she really. I was I was really interested it's, it's in this character. But I don't think she's
0: got enough to play with. I don't think there's enough substance in this. So I'm, I'm making big points and hitting my keys. Mm. Uh, there's not enough substance in this show. It's it, is it supposed to be a show about mental illness? Is it, is it supposed to be a show about the dysfunctionality of, uh, of family that would otherwise be entirely functional if not for this mental illness? Well, this, this
2: is my problem with, with the premise because everything seems so breezy. Like we're meant to just take all this in our stride but then every so often these issues come up and you go, you, you, it's like like the show itself isn't sure or it keeps trying to push them to it's- one side. I actually thought, weirdly enough, if this had a supernatural premise, like if, you, you know, if it was a gypsy curse or something that made these aspects come out, I think the show would work a hell of a lot better like I think if you if you just went no it's a weird concept that it just happens don't worry about it it's not solvable it's not fixable it's just a thing I think as a as a, as a viewer I'd be much more inclined to kind of go with her whereas I found myself wa- wondering all the time whether she was being selfish wondering whether she was getting the proper medical treatment wondering because it just felt I, I, went,
1: I went with the premise uh, that she would have a trigger and would to, would change personalities mm-hmm. I I, so I, I wasn't so much questioning that and, and kind of didn't have that whole subtext about it. I'm just, it. So I'm just questioning just the, on.
0: the emotion or, or lack thereof in the show. I, I mean, which of these characters do we identify with?
2: There, there is a. It's funny that Tara herself, because we get to see very little of her, it's hard to get an idea who the real person's meant to be. She spends a lot less time in the show than, than any of her alters. I identify with Chris in the morning to answer your question, Josh.
0: Oh really? With, so you with, think with Max, the caring husband, or with Chris in the morning, the radio show host <laughs> from Sicily, Alaska? Well,
1: actually, Chris in the morning was was a very pleasant surprise, as was Buster in his performance as uh, as the uh, the what turned out to be. So when you say his... Buster, you mean Tony Hale? Yes. But, yeah. Yes. Yes. Who, no, who, who plays Buster. the teacher of uh, of the. Young son,
2: but you're saying so. If you actually view the show as a being about a husband who's trying to cope when his wife has multiple personalities,
1: I oh know it's about it's about all of them. Like the the yeah. daughter's a, a typical kind of tearaway teenager t- daughter who's gone off to get her first job, and there's interesting He's stuff going got on. Got her first with job the, out of the spite. Manager. Like she's just down there. There's the 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 hell ride church Halloween thing that's an acting...
2: Look, I certainly found it very watchable. I think it's got some really snappy one-liners in it, which I quite enjoyed. I thought Tony Clapp was great. I think my performance was great. I mean, it's weird, because I would watch it, but I still found myself occasionally going, but, oh, hang on, I'm now concerned that this is... Yeah, I don't know. It was almost like I didn't trust the person... Driving it, but I assume is, is Diablo Cody. Well, she's she's written, I think, the first three episodes, definitely. Right. So I, I didn't kind of trust her to know what she was doing with this. In the same way that Juno was about how you know teen pregnancy can be hilarious. This was kind of the same thing of going, have you have you thought through the implications of your premise, or was it just no? You thought and, and it'd this, be hilarious to
0: this is this is what it jumps out at, at me as that there is there's no follow through. There is no thought other than hey, wouldn't it be great to have a show about uh, a woman with multiple personality disorder?
2: That, that, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I get from it. And it's not sure whether to take that seriously or, it's, or you know, yeah, or it's not. Yeah, it's less a show and more a hook. Because also, again, too, the, the real identity sort of thing apparently mostly involves people in fetal position on the floor crying. But if they do have separate personalities, they don't have separate outfits, which, again, we should mention that, that all of Tara's alters actually have their own wardrobes. That they change into, which, whether which, it be
1: the G string or the cut off, yeah. Which is, yeah, of course, a is
2: much more visual. But again, Gypsy Curse, I wouldn't have had a problem. With
0: that. <laughs> it seems that that seems to me to be more a, uh, a Diablo Cody fantasy than uh, you know. Oh, how how fun would it be to play dress ups all the time?
2: Yeah, and, and and I wouldn't have minded if she could have gone. Yeah, found a way of of just bringing us that premise without you know, trying to then go, but now let's seriously be concerned about Tara's inner journey, which is what the, the show seems just uneven. I found the tone very if it's, uneven.
0: If it's supposed to be a comedy, it's not funny enough. If it's supposed to be a drama, it's not dramatic enough.
2: But but I mean, but I would point out that I, I would watch it. I mean, you yeah, know, if it was on telly and, you know, it was in front of me, I, I certainly enjoyed the three episodes I watched enough, not enough to keep going back to channel BitTorrent to look for any more. But, you know, if, if they were around, I wouldn't run from a room screaming. I, you know,
0: I wouldn't run from a room screaming, but I wouldn't uh, go out of my way to watch it by, uh, by any stretch.
1: And I, I just found it really shallow. So, Josh, if it was a choice between this and Six Feet Under? Uh, oh, hard to say.
2: You have to watch one of them or the, or the world will be destroyed. Which one, which one are you going? Well, that goes without saying. For our new listeners, we'd point out that Josh does not like Six Feet Under.
0: I'd watch United States of Tara because it's only half an hour long. Dirty Sexy Money? I'd watch Dirty Sexy Money because it's got Hawkeye from MASH in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what's his face from 24's Old Man?
0: Yeah, Hawkeye from MASH.
1: Yes. (laughs) Same guy. The movie MASH, not the TV show. Not the
0: TV show MASH. No, no. 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 No, because that's Alan Alda.
2: For new listeners, Josh chooses all of his shows whether they have Hawkeye from MASH in (laughs) it. Trapper John Uh, MD? Uh...
0: (laughs) I'd watch uh, Dirty Sexy Money over No, I I think you know it says Tara because it is only half an hour. Uh and three of those minutes are the opening credits. So uh Which are quite pretty. They are ha- they are pretty, but yeah. how how many times are you gonna watch them? I'm a big fan of the mercifully short opening credits. We reviewed uh Privilege hmm. the, uh, la- last week and uh, and that just has like four See, no, second, no, no, no. I'm, four I'm second credits. I
2: missed the opening credits. you, know, you and you lost, your lost with nonsense the twelve yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, with four um, letters they bought cheap at Bunnings. No, actually, I, I I want a theme tune and a credit sequence, Thank Actually,
1: you. Tara's uh, a one-minute opening sequence, uh, Dexter's a, a one-minute 42 opening sequence. Dexter's
0: opening sequence is just ridiculously long,
1: and probably the, the
0: longest of all uh, is Big Love, which seems to go for eight hours. Because it's got the whole song that it has to get through, yes. <laughs> Just just absolutely ridiculous uh so yeah i, I would watch uh you of know, Tara over uh but but purely because of
1: the amount of time it would take historically, I'm not a great fan of Tony Collette's. um and especially seeing her turn into buck, I was almost ready to run screaming, turn it off um but she's she has kept me through that she's she's actually. Got me to persist. I think, I think it. I it's, go, I go
2: it's not way. horrible. I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Tony Collette so that was the reason why I kept watching because I, I found her performance quite. Because I thought Chris in the morning would be back in in <laughs> two minutes tops. So I, I'm a big fan of comedy and or drama, but not neither. <laughs> but, but thank you to Emily for sending this in. We're sorry that Josh didn't like
1: it, but yeah, Brett liked it. I kind of liked it. Yeah, that's that's, that's playing mm. the averages. <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen back over the episodes, you, you'll find where Josh's taste lies. Are you one of those that follows, uh, follows, follow, follow, follow. follows the.? Is, hello,
2: hello, hello, hello. Is putting into their now as much as I Please want. Got sly look, sly Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. I'll go down on you.
1: Now, we did have uh, some correspondence to box Cutters a few weeks ago, uh, specifically about uh, one of the late nights t v ads um, for the mobile premium service partner tracker and um, how if you freeze frame it because there's no way that you can actually read it in time that it that it flashes up on screen that um, the partner tracker which is which is something that you uh, subscribe to to find out if your where your partner is. It'll it'll give you, like, a GPS-type thing. Right. T's and C's flashed on the screen say, uh, this is simulation software. Bearing no...
2: What,
0: what do you mean this is... No
1: resemblance to anything in reality. So you're just paying a lot of
2: money to have a little animation on your phone saying, your wife's cheating on you! Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I assume... I'm not exactly sure how it, how it picks what city you're in. Or, no. how, or how it knows you're a heterosexual male, from what I just said then. You know, but still.
0: No, well, it do- it doesn't say who who is cheating. It just says your, your partner. partner,
2: right your your
0: non specific partner is, is cheating. cheating on you. So if you're a single person In and you get building. this, if you're if you're a single person and you get this simulation software, you can pretend to have a boyfriend and or girlfriend. Yes, who, who cheats on you?
1: Yes. <laughs> um, if you go to uh, the website, uh, which is also in that, that uh, microsecond flashed-up screen, uh, the T's and C's, uh, Salsa Mobile, you'll find that uh, the Cheat Club, which is the club that you're joining... Oh, you know the first rule about Cheat Club. Like. <laughs> you can't talk about Cheat Club? Oh.
2: Yeah, you've ruined that. All right, that's you're the out segment. of Cheat Club. If, no, no, if, it's, uh, if,
1: if it's your first night at Cheat Club, you must cheat. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, it's a $9 subscription weekly. Uh, to, to cheat club plus three dollars per try which I assume is uh three dollars each time that you ask it to tell you where your partner fictitiously, fictitiously is. So, oh
2: so you don't have to play rugby.
1: So every <laughs> No no it's got nothing to do
2: with rugby. So every, right. Every time I'm playing the the animated you know piece on my phone, I'm paying twelve bucks. If, no, th- if I play it once
0: a week. Th- Three dollars. Yeah, yeah, you're but, paying three dollars. But I'm paying nine dollars a week. No, you're, be... yeah. you're, playing, you're paying nine dollars regardless. Yeah, you're paying you're paying nine dollars a week regardless
1: until you unsubscribe, saying uh, "stop cheat" to nineteen thirty forty. Right. Stop cheat so, all one word, so, or stop cheat with a space. All one word. So if you're finding yourself locked in and being billed mercilessly on your mobile phone, uh, stop cheat to nineteen thirty forty. So where, where do I see this ad? Where, is the, where has the ad been played? Well, it's it's. Uh, Late Nights and uh, Late Nights on TV uh, is uh, seems to be the domain for Salsa Mobile. Um, I've, I've freeze-framed a lot of these. Uh, subscribe to Cheat club subscribe uh, to uh, get your Dead Terrorist ringtone. Oh. The Dead Terrorist ringtone which, uh, which brings us... Oh, no, no, I think, don't. I think the fakest... Ever laugh that we've ever ever heard on TV oh, goes a little something like this. <laughs> 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 you made a fool. Um, where does that come from? That's where, not a good laugh. Where, when does that happen? Uh, just after uh, the after the, the terrorist goes, uh, shut up! I kill you. Right. And uh, is it is it something about the kids on the street that that are is this some part of popular culture that I just don't there, understand? It's a, it's a ventriloquist act. There is a ventriloquist
2: dola- act in the US, which is you know someone and the dead ter- terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Lydia. Which
0: I've
1: silence. I, I kill you. Yeah. Which
0: I've seen, and, and that's pretty much the whole act. Uh, is just you know this kind of uh, Tourette's uh, skeleton with a turban on. It's
2: because uh, <laughs> right wing xenophobia is so funny. It's so hot right it's now. It's
1: well, so in. It, the whole Silence! thing is like
2: this. Get this crazy new dead terrorist ringtone on your phone right now. <laughs> Silence. I kill you. <laughs> Silence. I kill you.
1: <laughs> to subscribe, text DEAD to nineteen. See the fakest laugh oh, on TV. Even ever. the
2: voiceover dude
1: just <laughs> <And> can't get it going. How much?
0: How much do they charge for that?
1: Uh, and what number do I have to text to get I, it? <laughs> that's that's a similar uh, kind of charge there. Uh, I just need to get my nose back up. Oh, shut the window. Um, but uh, yeah, you're looking at uh, for nine five to thirteen dollars a week for plus, nine dollars a week a charge for. Uh, so so in that club, uh, for each of the ringtone downloads that you get, it's an extra charge as well as being charged to be part of the club.
0: For, for nine dollars a week, I will personalize that. And uh and record directly onto your phone. Ha ha ha! I kill you, John.
2: Actually for nine hours a week, Josh could just ring you up. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's I'll our just, new service, we're offering you a box yeah. card. I'll just I'll uh, just call you and say I'll kill you. <laughs> phone calls from Josh. Josh will send alarming, alarming messages. In fact that, nine dollars a
1: week. Now that I have now that I have my notes uh, back in front of me, it's the sound club for four content items for twelve dollars per week. I have to every single four, week. Four plus phone calls for twelve dollars a week. Plus three dollars for extra downloads. Right.
0: So if you call me and ask me for another message, I'll charge you $3. But it will all be
2: personalised. And very
0: threatening. And very threatening. (laughs) I kid you. You know what? I don't buy
1: it. Fuck you, you know. Hello and welcome to today tonight. Every so, r- yes. so, 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 word, yeah. oh, soap yeah. so, so, and water. Hello and Fuck you. I'm Naomi Robson swearing. Now I feel I, for the new listeners, we should apologise for, uh, <laughs> for Naomi Robson swearing.
0: We should apologise for Naomi. She's not our responsibility. But uh, I, I was actually thinking, as as you played that Brett, considering how out of date the name of this segment but... is, maybe we should just have a little bit more relevant. Uh, Intro I I might
2: see if I can No uh, I think it's classic I I think think it's classic You think it's classic Yeah I think it's become You know A a reflection on Where we were as a nation And where we've Where we've become I don't know So So maybe maybe Two and a half years ago
1: Maybe (laughs) if you ask the kids Today they'll have no idea Who Naomi Robson was (laughs) Or or Ray Or Watch Yeah they won't know What a watch is What's a watch Or Baywatch Yeah The inspiration for Watching Ray Martin Oh
0: is that where
1: it Oh I didn't get
0: that Uh Brent Really That's yeah, so Ray, oh, because it rhymes. I can't believe we haven't had this conversation in three years. Yeah. I know, bloody hell, John, you, you missed out a lot.
2: A lot. So Raywatch mm. is a segment where we look at current affairs. Yes, I'm, I, yeah. I was just guessing.
1: I was yeah. going to make sure. Yes, okay. But it's yes. it's like uh, calling calling. Um, what are they doing, South Park? It's gone from me. Shenanigans, uh, and shenanigans. shenanigans. We call
2: shenanigans. shenanigans. Josh, what are you calling shenanigans on? Sunday night, not the whole night. Just the show, called Sunday Night. It's like a film called Australia. It just shouldn't be allowed, it should sh- it? It's, it's, it's grabbing it all. When do they, and yeah, when you know. do
0: they record this <laughs> show? Thanks, Dave. So it's Channel 7, 6.30, Sunday night. It's a current affairs show with a live studio audience who must stay silent the whole time. Like Pot Black. It's, uh, but, you know, Pop Black has that humorous voiceover uh, Where uh, this does not and know, This is pretty funny
2: The bit you were playing before imagine, made me laugh Well, I-
1: imagine if Chris Bath and, and Mike Munro were Oh, yes, he's uh, lining up that shot <laughs> Up against the cushions
0: <laughs> I think that would be a better delivery Now, Chris Bath and Mike Munro start the, start the show on uh, stools In the middle of the set
2: So you think they're going to sing oh, But always- they don't Oh, I, I, I haven't seen it for the last couple of weeks. So this, so I think this, this is week, a set edition. This week, they started on stools to do the introduction. And you swear, We've Only Just Begun is going to be the number they're going to do. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah, no. No, they do
0: Superstar instead. Which is nice. Who nice knew? song.
2: Now uh, I'm lost in, we've
1: only
0: just begun. <laughs> Chris Barth is, uh, is screen left to Mike Munro. So, so prompt. Yes. When they start.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> start on report Off prompt.
0: Then, after the first story, they move to couches, for no good reason, and Chris Barth is screen-right. <laughs> so like, did... so now, I don't know which one is which, because they've
2: switched. <laughs> is it like a progressive dinner? Do they, do they do it for each story? Do they just keep moving around to different chairs? I, I... don't
1: think you get to see Mike Munro's pins. No, you don't. No. You don't, but no. you do get to see Chris Barth. He does have pockets he can put his hands in. That's true. He always looks a lot less awkward.
0: That's true. <laughs> he does. So, So you know, they're, they're really trying to use the set, I, I suppose, just in an effort to try to entertain the live studio audience as much as possible during the taping of a current affairs show. Yeah, which and, is, for, and for people who like chairs. But the, uh, the, the thing that really drew my attention in this week's episode was Chris Bath's opening. And, uh, you know, a lot has been done about segues on Channel 7 in particular, and, uh, uh, you know, but...
1: This is just, I think this is pure Adam Boland. This So, so was this coming, was this opening the show or was it coming from another story? This
0: is coming from the coming up in Sunday night. And then, so the introduction, the opening credits. Okay. And then. Like that? Yeah, kind of, but different channel. Yes. So, like Skippy, but not (laughs) on channel 9. And so, this is how uh, Chris Bath opens the first story. At first, there was a time when ice was something made in your freezer. These days, a much more sinister form is being made in backyard labs. Remarkably, it's almost as easy.
1: so that's uh, a much more sinister form because I just, ice that you made in your freezer was just—it was a little sinister, yeah. It
2: wasn't—you know—God didn't approve of it, but that, he wasn't but, necessarily against. But it would keep you Scotch cool. I, I do love H- that. Ha- how can we explain the concept <laughs> of crystal meth
0: to our audience? That's—that's that's what I love about. It's this. got
2: such a young people today. Kind <laughs> <of sound. laughs> when, I was Josh when we were doing the sound check for that bit. I thought that was from a comedy show. I honestly <laughs> swear to God, thought that was from like a, a new DJ thing because that is hilarious as a a bit of comedy writing that is beautiful you know it's uh it it
0: is it is fantastic like it's i laughed out loud and i don't think it was meant to be funny i just don't but the uh but but it's it's like uh it's like when you see on a movie or a tv show parents trying to talk to their kids about drugs and
2: uh and they just don't get it. Actually, it reminds me of all those films about the internet, in which the internet is an evil thing that will kill you. You know, those, all those, those films, particularly from the sort of mid-90s, in which uh, having the internet would turn you into Sandra Bullock.
1: Or, um, or going <laughs> back uh, previous to that, so, and it, it seems to be exclusively with American productions, the parents having the sex talk with the kid, and the kid being much more informed than the parent is. Mm.
0: Well, or, uh, or the uh, excellent Scott Bayo classic, Zapped, where uh, where things are going strange. His parents think that he's on drugs and the mother suggests we should check between his toes because that's what the pamphlet said. <laughs> the, uh,
2: that's, that's pretty much what Chris Barth is, is, is implying. That is
0: pretty much what Chris Barth is implying. And then the story goes on. They show this guy who we don't know where in the world he is, but Ross Coulthard, the uh, the, the uh, journalist, clearly takes an Alaskan Airlines plane uh to this uh, city. So, you know, th- this guy could be anywhere in Anchorage. And, <laughs> and, uh, could and, be in Juneau. Eh? And the guy... Uh, it was quite a big city. The, <laughs> the guy uh, then shows us how to make... Uh, basically, how, how to get the, uh, the pseudoephedrine from cough syrup just using a plug-in electric uh, fry pan and the great outdoors. He then scrapes it off the fry pan and hands it to someone who may or may not be a policewoman. The, uh, could be a stripper. I don't know. Uh, so, so that's, that's how to, how to make ice in your own backyard with things you can find just at home. But, but, Mike Munro comes back from the story to tell us this very important bit of information.
1: And we should point out crucial steps in the production of ICE were left out of that story to ensure Utah's actions could not be copied.
2: I bet you can write in for a fact sheet, though. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Wait a minute. So this person is called Utah. His surname is Utah. But ah. bet he's clearly in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. Maybe it's on their website. Sorry, I'm just so taken by the idea of a demonstration about how to make you know, crystal meth do on they, Channel 9.
1: Do they have Brian Wilson there, seeing so God Only Knows? No, they don't. uh,
0: So the... uh, uh, It's just... It it was such an amazing piece of sensationalism. Whereas... uh, And and I couldn't really work out what the story was. Was the story about this guy who who was going to be killed by uh, the Banditos, the Australian motorcycle gang, because he's uh, turned tail on them and uh, has supplied the authorities with a lot of information on how to, uh, how to arrest them? Uh, or is it about how easy it is to make ice? Or is it about how far Ross Coulthard will go to uh, get a story where he claims to have a scoop of all this information that he then has to hand over to the government
2: I'm about, assuming, uh, at risk about of, of becoming an audience. It's only when you mention that, it's only going to be, what What possible point is there showing a television audience how to make crystal meth? I mean, what what story Yeah, what story is that?
0: Uh, that's I I mean, mean, oh, oh, He also tells you uh, how much it cost him to make and how much he could sell it for on the street. So really, it's like the Sunday business show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are we meant to do? We're meant to ban the ingredients. We're we meant to... Ban Anchorage. Yeah, uh, you know, well, it's like. What, well, what's that's the- it.
0: That's what is the point? Is is the point to ban uh, the sale of pseudoephedrine uh, equipment? It, is it to uh, to to try to arrest the banditos, or is it? Uh, uh, you know, Alaska is lovely this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really couldn't work it out. That's that's uh, Sunday night. It's six thirty on uh, Channel Seven, and it's still, it, it is still that thing of because it has the news guy. And the Sunrise guy who, who created the show, it's a show that doesn't know what it wants to be. It's Entertainment very... news. But it's neither. Oprah.
1: Uma. <laughs> <laughs> postman. I have a letter. for you read it? You're a godsend. Saviour. No, I'm,
0: I'm just the postman.
2: The postman. The postman. The postman.
0: John Richards, will you open up the mailbag and tell us what listeners have sent to hooray at net this week? Oh, I would
2: love to. Actually, uh, a lot of this just comes from the blog. It's in response to last week we mentioned we... Now, two weeks ago, we reviewed Count Dacula. So you can go back two weeks and, and hear all about Count Dacula, if you want, in, in a look back on our segment before and after school. Um, Stacy wrote in last week to say that... Um, after listening to the episode, she trawled through her box of audio cassettes to find the audio recordings she'd made of the TV show when she was about nine or ten. That actually set off a flourish of, of, of comments on the blog from people saying, basically, I did that too, <laughs> which is quite lovely. Um, actual Chad said, in a weird bit of synchronicity with the two points in the show, I wasn't allowed to watch shows like The Money or The Gun or The Big Gig when they first started. So I used to record the audio off the radio, weird country frequencies, and listen back to them interspersed with an odd collection of goon show tapes. Weird enough... I did that too. Again, the great in the country, you could pick up uh, ABC on FM radio. I
0: remember being in Ballarat and uh, and uh, tuning on, up the radio one morning and hearing Sesame Street and and thinking, how amazing is this? I can still get Ernie and Bert sketches, even though I'm in the middle of goddamn it, nowhere.
2: It's weird. I don't know. I, I never realized it was country-only thing. So for some reason, they must have always broadcast the TV signal also on the radio in case in case you needed it. I, I don't know.
0: And I, Sorry, I, I don't mean to offend uh, listeners who live in Ballarat, but I was actually outside of Ballarat in these army barracks and it was really in the middle of
2: nowhere. <laughs> Not just Ballarat. Darren Boxcutter said, I used to record the TV show themes onto a cassette and would have many hours of enjoyment with my friends playing Guess That TV Show! <laughs> Unfortunately, somewhere down the track, I lost that one and only tape and I put the recordings on. Thank goodness for YouTube. I can now recreate my cassette and get back to that many hours of fun. <laughs> Thank you, Darren Boxcutter. Um, Ian M said, my mum used to record Neighbours onto cassette pre-video recorder, pausing for commercials and listen to them the next day. But died a death soon after she pressed pause one too many times and recorded all the commercials and none of the actual show.
1: Aww. Although, if, if you story. still got
2: that cassette around, it would be... It's probably a fascinating yeah so, uh, what, I lo- what I love about that story is that
0: his mother has uh, has recorded neighbors while watching it. <laughs> To listen back, to listen back the next day. Because sometimes there's a lot of information
2: the, in an episode of Neighbours, just, and you can't quite, you know, yeah, pick to up get all the subtext. nuance. No one no, no, podcast back then. They couldn't right. podcast, and she'd be there going, "Hang on, which one was the Cylon?" And yeah, you know, it was just easy to record it. Um, who AKA, was the Cylon in Neighbours? <laughs> Aka Mum. It was Madge. <laughs> it was obviously Madge. <laughs> anyway, Aka Mum, mentioning uh, on tapes and videotape, said, "I'm the one who used to watch tapes over and over and over," and I saw National Lampoon's Vacation a few years ago and. DVD. Which is uh, is what I uh, mentioned. I watched that about eight or nine times. times, And actually got a little annoyed when I didn't get to sing along with Holiday Road at each spot the ads were supposed to go. And this is- I, I actually understand that one. That that makes perfect sense. In our heads, we now have where those ad breaks are meant to well, go. I,
0: I was talking to my brother about this. We had uh, a recording of uh, Talking Heads' "Stop Making Sense" because the album version was only forty-five minutes long. The film version uh, was obviously pretty much double that. And Night Shift, uh, the late-night music show, showed the entire uh, the entire "Stop Making Sense" one night simulcast on Triple M. My brother, and I, Lee Simon? Quite possibly, my brother and I recorded it off Triple M and, uh, and took out the, the ads where the ads were, but uh, we still, to this day, when we listen to Stop Making Sense, get to the end of a song
2: and in our heads, it will go, Night Shift. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what it's meant to do. It is,
0: it's just what it's meant to do.
2: Um, Vizbox and Mordoir both commented on Battlestar Galactica, which we mentioned last week. Just want to mention this week's Battlestar Galactica was a bit of a corker. Well done. Nicely a good one. Um, Mordoir, they said, though, with Battlestar Galactica ending soon, lost to the long wind up phase, and The Sopranos long gone, what are the great white hopes for TV? Anyone want to take a guess on what the next four to five season long can't miss show is going to be? The brown age of television seems closer than ever. Thank God for 30 Rock and the Soup.
1: Well, having having talked about that and and, uh, him bringing that up, and and this wasn't the inspiration, but uh, we will be talking about perhaps the future of television in uh, episodes coming up as far as uh, what box cutters and listeners may think. Yes, should be put into production.
2: Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for exciting it, so things afoot. It was an interesting point, though, and I'm curious if anyone does want to write in suggesting what shows because certainly at the moment I can't think of anything else that I'm you know definitely watching every week in a, in a Galactica kind of manner. So if anyone, yeah, suggests what they think is going to be the next big thing to be watching, let us know. Oh, I've so got. Inklings, but
0: I'm going to uh, reserve that until next week. Because sure. you are an inkler. I, I am.
2: And Stacey said a really interesting thing about nostalgia, which we will be addressing next week.
0: Yes. 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 Thank you, Stacey. Let's
2: more. Letters to box cutters. You can send your letters to
0: hooray at boxcutters.net. Don't forget, you can also send us an SMS to 0458 cutter or leave
2: us a message on the blog can I also mention Sure. letters about box cutters? Um, if you're in Melbourne, you may have seen The Green Guide. Wrote an article about us this week. The Age is a TV insert on Thursdays. It is. And we, we suggest that you might care to write a letter in to The Green Guide saying how wonderful it was to see that article. I tried this some years ago when another show I did in Triple R got a piece in. I wrote in three letters, one saying the show was great, one saying it was terrible, and one that wasn't really sure, all three got printed. So I'd <laughs> like to see what... <laughs> What you are lovely listeners. Obviously not all science. John Richardson. No, no, I, different names, different addresses. I, I think I used you know, different typewriters. It was, it was a younger, more innocent age. Um, but it was, it's, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's fun to do that, actually. You try and write to write to match the uh, the style. Uh, the Herald's on 5050. I was very good at getting letters into there as well.
1: And I'm, I'm just trying to remember what the uh, email address for that is. Is it uh, something like letters, letters at the letters. Um, let me
2: Let me just look at my very well it's researched. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's in the little print. The, read, 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 read the whole submission policy. Okay. Green Guide letters must now be submitted online. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, I listen to them online. Please go to our website and follow the prompts. Ensure you select ah. Letters to Green Guide from the publication drop-down menu. Theage.com.au slash letters slash submit. Submit. So, yeah. <laughs> go there. <laughs> I mean, not, not the satanic voice at the end, obviously. Go, go there and, uh, and, and, yeah, just pop a letter about How nice it was to see us.
1: Hey, um when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod cast done. Pork is on the table.
0: Ah uh, pork once again on the table. What 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 the hell does that mean? Pork Josh Canal? Pork, it's an acronym.
2: Is it? Yes. <laughs> that, that only you know about.
0: It's, it's, it stands for strangely compelling content. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh, but, there is so much backstory. Even I don't know. For new <laughs> listeners,
2: I have actually been here for three weeks. I'm basically the work experience boy and I've got no idea what's going on. Um, I would like to mention in Pork this week that fr- Friday the 27th of February, which has just passed, was the 30th anniversary of the first episode of Prisoner hitting Australian television, that's prisoner. Or if we're in the UK, prisoner cell block H, to distinguish it from the prisoner, which is the thing that had a certain gentleman that Josh Connell managed to kill only a few weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, uh... He's very effective. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Now, um, I've, I've brought I, I've,
0: I've especially mentioned none of the very ill uh, Television people <laughs> who news came out this week about them being very ill. I am especially not mentioning them
1: because I don't want them to die. You don't want that on your conscience? Does it work no. if you write them down? Because I ha- I I don't know who you're talking about.
2: Right. Well uh It's only Josh though, we can say these names. It's only Josh that killed John, them. do you know? I actually I, I think I re- in I, television land. I think I read it and I forgot. <laughs> I'm not <looking to> gonna say <laughs> Josh can't tell us now. I'm, but, not, um, I'm not
0: going to say it, but maybe you know you might get a letter in the mail, open it up and uh, and uh,
2: you may have already won uh, to celebrate, Lizzie
1: Bird, maybe
2: well, To celebrate 30 years of, of Prisoner, I thought let's have a little listen to a little bit of Prisoner right now
1: You made a
0: fool out of me, Smith
1: Sending me on that wild goose chase after Daniels and then walking out of here in my uniform Oh, leave me alone I suppose you thought it wouldn't matter that you wouldn't be coming back but you are back smith aren't you look you're not gonna get a fight out of me you've had it with the women smith and with me then why are you here come
0: to bash me you'll keep smith
2: i can be very patient that's obviously from the episode that David Lynch directed. <laughs> so that was The Freak and uh, Queen Bee. It was indeed. It was. I spent quite a bit of time this we, afternoon on YouTube watching uh, clips. of that. I like that one. L- strange l- little
1: bit of echo there. Um, was, I l- thought maybe week, it was a dream sequence. Can
0: I just say, uh, last week, uh, The Freak and Queen Bee were number eight in uh, E!
2: Hollywood's ten most eligible couples. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I must admit, uh, I'm not quite sure about the Echo. I did. I did tell Josh before. <laughs> I, I, w- I was going through clips. I found that clip and really liked it. And I, and I, cut, you know, I cut it slightly shorter. And then I spent about an hour putting bizarre reverb <laughs> and effects uh, on it just to amuse yeah. myself. I uh, thought I took them all off, <laughs> but now I'm not sure. Yes. Well,
1: I'm not sure that I mentioned this, uh, this to you at the time, Josh. But uh, when Prisoner first came out on DVD, I ended up sitting in a cinema row, uh, just one vacant seat away from uh, Val Lehman, uh, watching special screening at the Westgast cinema. Oh, and yes. did you keep going, that's you! That's no. you on the
2: screen, that is, that's you!
1: No, I was, I was too in awe to actually well, you would be. Have, a, have a proper conversation with yeah. her. And, you know, she had lots of fans coming up and doing all that.
0: The closest I got to Val in a cinema was Val Morgan advertising. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a that's, that's a Paul Harris When joke. I was a
2: small child, I got Vinegar Tits autograph at the uh, at the bowling alley in Bunbury. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I still have Vinegar Tits. I think that's the bigger news. <sighs> There's, well, a, there's a joke in there somewhere about skipping
2: girl vinegar tits but There, there was one more thing to Rob Buttery we interviewed a couple of weeks ago uh, Lovely editor Rob Buttery And Brett I believe you asked him a question That question
1: was Yes uh, so we were talking about Mythbusters And we were talking about the production process that happens with that And basically they shoot a thousand hours of footage For each episode of Mythbusters Then they send it back over here It gets edited down And there's an American cello, uh, cello Fellow chap um, who does the American-accented voiceover that we now hear on SBS.
0: And there was a, a long-running, uh, long-running debate uh, between me and Brett over uh, what came first, the Australian voiceover. But there was,
1: there was, there was a, a quick argument a long time ago. Oh,
0: it's a long long-running running debate. Yeah. <laughs> Every week. John's sick of it.
1: John, I am a bit about, tired. About Mythbusters came from uh, Discover uh, uh, Beyond television, um, and with an Australian crew, and I had been thinking maybe, given that SBS's episodes originally came out with an Australian voiceover, that Listen the Australian voiceover was the original
2: voiceover. <laughs> so, yes, the question was, which came first, American voiceover or Australian voiceover? no, no. The, no.
0: the question was, who was right,
2: Josh <laughs> or Brett? <laughs> anyway, Rob at the
1: time wasn't quite sure. He then later updated the blog, telling us this... It was uh, always an American voiceover, but a special Australian voiceover for the SBS audience. As an S- experiment, basically, because they were worried that the SBS might go,
2: What's that noise in our heads? It's an American Subtitled, accent. Josh was right all along. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Rob, for making Josh very happy. We're
1: really not so happy. We really didn't spend that much time debating it. Oh, yes, we did, Brett. Hey, um, oh, yes, we did. Hey, Michael Sarah. otherwise... Maybe,
0: maybe not in, in reality, but in my mind, <laughs> we had that argument many, many
1: times. Otherwise known as George Michael Bluth, has uh, finally agreed to do the feature film project of Arrest <laughs> well, Development. This one but, we have been reporting for quite
2: a long but, time. Yes,
1: Hasn't he just uh, said no, no, he is no, free? No, you're quite right. But we have them reporting it oh, for a yeah, long time. Yeah. A I, and, and we've been looking forward to it for, for the, the longest time.
2: Uh, am I right in thinking this still doesn't guarantee there actually is an Arrested Development movie? It's Correct, but, but everybody was, else He is, was the last
0: one holding agreed. out at, right. out of the cast. Okay.
1: So, so they'd already signed up Jason Bateman, Portia de Rossi, Will Arnett, Tony Hale, Buster uh, from <laughs> uh, Tara, Jessica Walter, Jeffrey Tambor and David Cross. Um, and according to insiders, they and, uh, may and, start production as early as the end of this year. And Opie Cunningham, who is also a,
0: a producer of the uh, Ron Howard, of course. Yes, yes. Opie Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 171. I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. Very soon they will have something for us to give away to you,
1: the listeners. We do. And We're soon about getting some T-shirts. Yeah, and... Uh, and li- as seen in the Green Guide. Live as, wire section. As seen Ooh. in the Green Guide.
0: Uh, and listen uh, up to uh, future episodes, because there may be a very big prize coming from Crumpler. Hell yeah. Also, thanks very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. If you've enjoyed this podcast, and why wouldn't you have? It's been Excellent please go into the iTunes Music Store and write a review on the
2: Box Cutters page or go to any cooking websites. Cooking you, websites. Any cooking website. Say how great we are. Or theage.com.au slash letters slash submit. And thank you again, Cynthia, for your fabulous article. And,
1: and, and there, there is a
0: link to that on the blog as well.
1: For the Green Guide, uh, polarities sell. Send in one each. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Argue I that yeah. article. What are you talking about? Podcasts, uh, they'll never take off.
2: Yeah, what, what the hell are they? Yeah, when I was a kid, podcasts was something you made in your freezer. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> now, box cutters are more sinister form. <laughs> a of a more pod-
2: sinister form of podcasting that I've ever seen. <laughs> a danger to children that may well be in your own backyard.
0: If you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Hooray. Uh, or leave us a message on the blog at boxcutters.net. Or you sin- can also a send message. us an SMS, 0458 cutter. Or a
1: message through the form on the blog. Oh, yeah, there's also a form. Yeah, that
2: works now.
0: There are so many ways
1: you can get in touch with box cutters. Maybe we should follow the ages policy and it just all has to be through the form. Submit. Submit. Submit.
0: Till next week. Resistance
1: is futile. Submit. Oh, and he's lighting up that long shot.
0: Until next week, my name. This is
1: potted the Black. Is Shut the Hell Up, Brett. (laughs) Josh Canal. I'm Jim Richards. I continue to be, yes, Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch you again next week, same about time, same about channel. And hey,
0: let's be careful out there.